welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. So let's talk about rules of engagement. Rules of engagement is a common phrase that they use a lot of times in military stuff. And it really has to do with when you engage the enemy, these are the rules you have to follow. In our situation, we're going to be very different. I'm going to say these are the rules of engagement or some, not an all-inclusive list, of things that you need to think about when you engage the Bible. And when you are thinking about really digging deep in your relationship with Jesus. Okay? Now, that's a heavy love. That's a heavy, heavy thing. Now, why did this even come up? Mainly, there have been a lot of uh, conversations I've had with friends. And these friends have been with seminary and been to seminary and got their degrees and all this other stuff, super smart individuals also uh, been to Bible studies and, and just listening to church and and I see a lot of things that sometimes go off kilter just a little bit and uh, by that I mean um, when like and I've mentioned this before, when someone reads a passage on the Pharisees, they immediately go off and just tee off on them. Um, and by that I mean, you know, start lambasting on what a bunch of morons, hypocrites, horrible people, all of that. And of course, Jesus was addressing that when he was there. But here's the thing. It's interesting though, that, and I hear this as well, in the Old Testament, you'll have preachers that will go through the Old Testament, and especially in like the book of Judges, okay? Because, I'll be honest, there, I don't know of any other culture on the planet that is that has a lot of, of laundry printed for people to see in their history. And I'll be honest, I don't think it's fair <laughs> to beat them up over it from this perspective. Um, it ought to be there for a lesson for all the, the other cultures to say, wow, uh, you know, if it would have been my culture, it probably would have been even worse. I would have been worse. But that's not how people look at it. They, what they do is they'll oh man look at them you know they hate God they don't they don't they don't do anything with God you know they're turning around look at stubborn you know uh, hard neck generation blah 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 and they just tee off okay and they just you know go on and on and on about that well look so here's the thing the first principle I'm thinking needs to be we need to be in a, in a situation of gratitude, not attitude. And that's just an over, overall situation. Now, 
here's some rules of engagement. And by that I mean when you're reading the Bible, think of these things. At least couch them in your brain and, and tell yourself, okay, this is what I'm looking at. Number one is the Bible is a Jewish book. I mean, it was compiled and handed to us by Jewish people. And, and by compilation, I don't necessarily mean canon. I'm just saying that the majority of everything in there... Well, in fact, everything in there is... Uh, is Jewish. Now, if you there's some argumentation back and forth about the Gospel of Luke, and was he actually you know Jewish or not? But let me just say, hey, he was talking about Jewish people, so I'm going to go ahead and call it a Jewish book. So here's the thing: it's a Jewish book. So if you're not Jewish, or if you are Jewish, uh, and and maybe you haven't taken a serious look at the Bible in its entirety, and by that I'm saying the New Testament as well, uh, which a lot of Jews don't get it, you know. Um, I think knowing that it's a Jewish book is important first, because that way you, you, you kind of set the cultural thing. Now, the second thing is, is it especially when you're reading the New Testament and you're in your, in your, in your in, because it's in its entirety, it, it's focusing on Jesus. Please don't forget that Jesus was a Jew. He never converted to anything else in his entire life. He was a Jew start to finish. Um, and since he resurrected, and he's still living, I don't think he did a catechism or anything in, in heaven, I think he still is. Which is interesting. Now, a lot of people will be going, no, 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 he's, you know, no, we're all just one in, in Jesus. Okay. Uh, you know, alright. I, I get it. Not, I get where you're coming from. But let's just look at what we got in the Bible itself. Now, because he was Jewish, when you read the accounts, the gospel accounts of his interactions, you really need to know he's critiquing Judaism from the inside, not from the outside. Okay, so if he wasn't, it would be like... Me going to somebody's military in a totally different country and then start telling them what you know everything they're doing wrong. Well, you got your people lined up over here, and that's just stupid. And you, and, and look, you got this and this and this and this and this, you know. And, and I'd be just running around telling people, you know, oh, well, and you're a moron, and you're a hypocrite, and you're an idiot, and look at you just barking orders. They would soon put me in a little box, throw it in the ocean, for real, because. When Jesus, Jesus is on the inside of the whole Jewish experience. And 
if you don't, if you're not Jewish, or you haven't taken the time to look at the culture, you miss some things, okay? Now, another issue that I think is pretty important is that, uh, and I'll, I've heard people do this, and they don't always do it on purpose, but they do, is they will compare modern Judaism and link it to ancient Judaism, to the Second Temple period, immediately. So, I talked to somebody who ran into an Orthodox person, and an Orthodox uh, Jewish person, and they had a bad experience, evidently. Don't know why. Uh, don't know if they did something, if he did something, if people get in bad moods, because guess what? Jews are human also. <laughs> Can you imagine? They have bad days. But anyway, uh, immediately this person starts, well, that's just like Pharisees and blah, 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 blah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's don't jump to, you know, 2,500 years. Um, Judaism today is different than it is back then. Okay? You have to look apples to apples, not apples to oranges necessarily. But a lot of times... Um, I've heard people who have, you know, had good experiences, and sometimes not, um, as it happens with everybody on the planet, every culture on the planet, but they'll immediately start uh, taking the worst of everything they can think of, and then applying it to the, to the person that they met, okay? And... Ladies and gentlemen, this is not right. Okay? I mean, it's just not right. Um, I, I tend to um, jokingly say they must have been bitten or something. But, uh, but to be honest with you, it's really not funny. So, please don't immediately start grabbing the Pharisee uh, tag and stick it in on people. Okay? That's not fair. And it's not right on top of that. Now, here's another thought process. And that is this. The Jews are still God's chosen people. Now, there's a ton of people out there that are supersessionists, replacement theology advocates and whatnot, say, no, 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 it's church now, it's church now. And I get the thought process. But here's what I'm going to say. Um, we, again, need to be looking at an area of... of of gratitude, not necessarily attitude. And the first thing I'm going to mention is that many Jewish individuals do not like the term the chosen people. 
now you would think, well, I don't understand. That's crazy. Why wouldn't you want to be called the chosen person? You know, the chosen, God's chosen. It's because for about X number of thousands of years, they've been beaten up over that. And I'll be honest, a lot of them just aren't really happy to hear the term. Okay? Now, not everybody. But I'm just saying, you've you got to understand that anti-Semitism started really fast. I mean, a long dang time ago. So if you run into somebody... And you and they're Jewish, and you shake their hands. Boy, it's just awesome to meet meet somebody, one of the chosen people. Don't be surprised if they act kind of standoffish about that. Okay. Now, do they all do that? No, I don't. Think, I don't believe so. But but it's good for non-Jewish people to understand. Now. They still are. God still, I'm very convinced, that they are God's chosen people. And now you're, now, uh, uh, this is where I get um, lambasted over, well, what, what are you saying? What are you saying? You saying you, people don't need Jesus? People don't need Jesus? No, that's not what I'm saying. Jesus made it very clear that he was the Messiah. And that he's a Jewish Messiah. And that uh, there's no way to the Father but through him. And Jesus also made it very clear. He said, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Also, um, there's this thought process that John the Baptist had when... Some people came to him. He said, don't say we're sons of Abraham. Don't say that. And he's, again, he's Jewish on the inside. Okay. John the Baptist is Jewish. Not Baptist. Not like modern Baptist or SBC or any of that jazz. I'm just saying. But he's Jewish on the inside. And he's saying, don't, don't say you're sons of Abraham. If God wants, he can make these rocks into sons of Abraham. And his point is, is that it's the belief, it's it's the faith aspect. It's that's where Abraham was different. Also, Paul makes it pretty clear that not all of Israel is of Israel. Now, what does he mean by that? He means that there'll be a remnant. That God always has a remnant. Now, does that mean I still believe Jesus is the only way? Yes, I do. Why? Because Jesus said so. And I believe the Bible is 100% accurate. Historically. Now, does it have different accounts and different witnesses that have different accountings of different things? And, and does everything just mesh, you know, like a little puzzle? Not completely, because if it did, that'd be weird. But I will say this. It's nothing less than miraculous, the book itself. Now, let's circle back to this. The church 
both Jews and Gentiles, because Paul said, "Hey, in 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 Christ, there's no Jew, no Greek, no you know, no no Greek, no barbarian. I mean, everybody's pretty much on a level playing field before the throne of God." The issue is, um, God will have a portion of his people. And the church is grafted into, and Gentiles, by the way, are grafted into Israel as chosen. Why? Through faith. Through faith and the faith of Abraham. So that's why we get to participate in the blessing that God has for his chosen people. Because out of the wonderful graciousness in his heart through Jesus and the sacrifice and his resurrection, he's made it possible for Gentiles to be grafted in and get the blessings that he would give Israel. So, in a sense, we're all Israel when when it comes to that. Alright. Now, the gratitude should be we ought to be looking at the richness of the culture, of their history, of their life, of their language, all of these things. And developing and growing a love and appreciation for all these things. Because, if nothing else, if you say you love Jesus, how can you say you hate his people? That makes absolutely no boneheaded sense. It, I mean, for real. It just doesn't. So, the issue is... Again, like I said before, we need to approach the Word with an attitude of gratitude, not just attitude, if that makes any sense at all. I believe this. If you will take these things that I mentioned and just keep them in your mind, okay? You have to memorize them. Just keep these thoughts in your mind when you're going through the word and you're reading things having to do with their history and you see things and mistakes and things like that why don't you say praise God that wasn't me and thank you Jesus for giving me an opportunity to see that as an example and not and, and, and learn so that I don't do that when you're looking at the Old Testament. When you're looking at the New Testament, why don't we look at what Jesus is trying to say and not have the attitude he's saying? And by the way, Jesus said, listen, you know, do what the Pharisees tell you to do. But, but don't act like they do because they're not practicing what they're doing. He didn't have an issue necessarily with, with what they had in their head what they had in their heart and they weren't doing it and that was that group 
and a lot of times it's can all all of the by the way all of the uh, Levites that came to Jesus during during uh, during that time in Acts and in the Gospels, uh, all of the, the Pharisees that came to Jesus, the temple priests that came to Jesus, all of these people who came to Jesus, and by the way, the church, the early church, was predominantly Jewish, overwhelmingly Jewish. We don't ever you don't ever hear that. You don't ever hear that. You don't ever hear about Joseph of Arimathea who came and got Jesus' body and, and used his tomb. He, he, my understanding is he was a Pharisee. Nicodemus who came to Jesus at night, my understanding was he was a Pharisee. You don't hear this stuff. You don't hear any positives about other Pharisees, other groups. You just don't. Because it's too easy when you have your whole history like a laundry list for people to pick at. And no wonder, no wonder Jewish people get sensitive about stuff like that. Now, mean is mean for anybody on the planet. Wonderful is wonderful. And let me, let me share this with you also. If you ever have the pleasure of knowing a, a, a warm Jewish individual. And I have known several. And one was a, a doctor who helped take care of me. And very loving, caring individuals. So it's painful. For me, to uh, to hear people just laying best, just for no reason, without thinking, you know what I'm saying. So anyway, with that in mind, I also just want to encourage you: please learn the language, please learn the history, please learn the culture, because if you say. That you that you really love Jesus and that you care about Jesus, you want to know more about Jesus. Then why don't you know more about his language, his people, and his history? Why? Why wouldn't you? So, that in mind, I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth.